Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Stephanie. Wait, wait, wait. Hey! Travis, <laughs> you, you'd be amazed at what can what can happen in a week. My my mistake. I, I my eyes my eyesight was bad apparently. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for joining us today for slumming it with Chris and I here. Yeah. Today. Thank you. Because <laughs> because we there is so much to get into yesterday. I mean, it, it, there was like the January sixth hearing yesterday, but as well as like a couple of bombshells that dropped during it. And I want to get to both of those really quickly here first. Um, first of all, the first thing we heard before the the um, the hearing was that uh, January 6th committee decided that they were interested in Jenny Thomas coming right. in to testify before that. Yeah. And uh, and then Jenny Thomas turned around and said, well, I would love to tell my side of the story. And so they sent or her Or to very, clear up any misconceptions. That's correct. Is what she said. And uh, they sent her a very polite letter inviting her to come in uh, in a couple of weeks. What do you think about that development? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think we'd all like to hear from Jenny Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they will probably have one of the best members of the investigative team, one of the former federal prosecutors who has done a whole lot of cross-examining of hostile witnesses, Mm -hmm. ask her the questions. That's what I would do if I was involved in this investigation, because look, she's going to come in and she is going to paint the rosiest possible picture of what she did and what she didn't do. And I'm sorry I will not believe her unless and until she is cross-examined aggressively and she is confronted with all documentary evidence, including her own text messages. Mm -hmm. This will be this will not be a polite, superficial, easy, breezy questioning of a friendly witness. This is about getting to the truth. So. I would say hold on tight if she really shows up to testify. One thing, you know, talking about Jenny Thomas, one of the things that uh, came up yesterday uh, when I believe it was uh, Greg Jacob, who was Pence's uh, uh, lawyer, Mm -hmm. uh, he said that he confronted Eastman saying, you know, if this goes to the Supreme Court, you know it's not going to end well. And Eastman made the statement, oh, it would be a 7-2 to decision, and then he kind of backtracked and went to to 9-0. That 7-2 to decision, we're, we're talking Thomas and Alito, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw some follow up, maybe an eight to one, even just with Thomas as the holdout. But, you know, everything we learned about John Eastman's involvement 
in this criminal scheme to overturn the election's results. And the, the part that really sort of knocked the constitutional wind out of me is even after the attack on the Capitol, he is still pushing this criminal scheme, which, yeah. you know, if he doesn't land in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, courtesy of what he did mm -hmm. and what we learned about what he did yesterday, then there is no justice. Uh, let's let's actually let's let's talk about that um, in clip number fifteen, real quick. And the, the speeches that the majority and minority leaders had been allowed to make also violated the Electoral Count Act because they hadn't been counted against the debate time. And then he implored me, now that we have established that the Electoral Count Act um, isn't so sacrosanct as you have made it out to be. I implore you one last time, can the Vice President please do what we've been asking him to do these last two days, suspend the joint session, send it back to the states. So that was John Eastman saying that, hey, you guys already violated the Electoral Count Act because you let debate go longer than two hours because it was interrupted by mob violence, right. by an insurrection, a mob threatening to kill the vice president exactly. of the United States. Um, what'd you, you, that's what you're referencing there. What did you think about that statement? Yeah, yeah I think you just translated lawyer speak into real person speak, yes. Travis. <laughs> what, that, what that email says is you've already broken the law to try to corruptly install Donald Trump for a second term. Just keep at it. What? What's the downside? You've already violated the law. Violate the law again, and let's finish this democracy. That's what the, the substance of that email is communicating. Well, you know I'm a healthy eater, and eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Get after your goals. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factors' restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more there's no prep no mess meals factor meals are ready to heat and eat no prepping cooking or cleanup is needed flexible for your schedule get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required head on over to factormeals.com slash liberal 50 and use that code liberal 50 to get 50 percent off once again the code liberal 50 at factormeals.com slash liberal 50 for 50 percent off as a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I, I also think that, that and, and uh, you might be able to speak to this more than I will, you know, there's a lot of talk about the violence versus the, the coup. And, and how are these things tied together? Uh, some emails that came out earlier this week, uh, CNN was talking about this, uh, an email between uh, Eastman and uh, Cheesebro. And in that email, Eastman said, the odds of action before January 6th will become more favorable. It's talking about Supreme Court getting involved in this. Odds of action before January 6th will become more favorable if the justices start to fear that there will be wild chaos on January 6th unless ruled by them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, th they were talking about violence do you think that was that something that was planned ahead when he said to him 
you know, well, you've already delayed the debate by two hours. You've already violated the electoral vote vote count. Yeah, I, I think at a at a minimum, they were comfortable exploiting chaos and violence to their criminal ends, whether it was their goal all along from jump or it was just a pleasant byproduct of the way things played out. You know, this was not, you know, this was not a, um, a sort of one path coup. They were exploring all possible paths, none of which were viable, none of which were lawful. But I think they were hoping that one would win the day or they would converge in ways that perhaps they couldn't fully predict. But you you put your your finger right on it. They were happy to either encourage and inspire violence as a means to their end. Or once they saw that's part of what was unfolding, they were happy to exploit it, to kind of run with it and and to use it to their advantage. Right, and then also it gets into the idea of, uh, let's do a clip number 16 here, Eastman asking for a pardon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dr. Eastman emailed Rudy Giuliani and requested that he be included on a list of potential recipients of a presidential pardon. Dr. Eastman's email stated, quote, I've decided that I should be on the pardon list, if that is still in the works. Dr. Eastman did not receive his presidential pardon. And Glenn, you've talked a lot about pocket pardons and who may or may not have yes. them. Um, just in regards to Eastman, what do you think about that 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 consciousness? Of I guilt? mean that that is almost better than a confession to crime. And here's why I say that: when somebody confesses to a crime, 15 seconds on how it usually plays out. You're arrested. You're Mirandized. You waive your your Miranda rights, advising you that you have the right to remain silent and the right to an attorney. You waive those rights, you agree to be interrogated, and ultimately you confess to the crime. When we go into court, you know what every defense attorney and defense team will argue? That confession was coerced. It was involuntary. It was improper. It was in violation of the law in one way or another. Um, When you request a pardon, there's no coercion, coercion. Nobody forced you to request. That comes from within based on your belief that you committed a crime and its consciousness of guilt. And the only way you can get away with your crime is if the president pardons you. There is no coercive police conduct anywhere near John Eastman's request for a pardon. And, you know, and and here's the other thing, and I don't want to run on too long about this, but I believe we're going to begin to see these pockets, these pardons being pulled out of back pockets. Kellyanne Conway said in her book, if these are not alternative facts, she said in her book, Donald Trump ambled up to me at the end of his term and said her word, honey, hey, honey, you want a pardon? Everybody needs one. Are we to believe he didn't give his friends and family members pardons if he offered an unsolicited blanket pardon to Kellyanne Conway? And here's here's the really interesting piece that we learned yesterday. John Eastman requested a pardon did not get a pardon so when he went into the j6 committee he pled the fifth right. he invoked his fifth amendment right against self-incrimination because he didn't have a pardon yeah. to protect him who else went into the j6 committee and testified don jr ivanka rudy and jared and travis none of them pled the fifth what does that mean that suggests we can infer they have the protection of a pocket pardon we don't know that for sure but there are more data points coming in every day that convinces me 
Trump handed out a bunch of pardons that that bypassed the office of the pardon attorney, the normal processes by which we vet pardons, and they're going to get pulled out at some point when people start getting indicted. It feels to me like he had like a little Pez dispenser with a Trump head on it, and he was just offering them to anyone who would take them. Uh, with these pocket pardons, what actually has to go into a pardon? Can he just give them a handwritten note, you're pardoned? What? Because if they didn't go through the normal processes, how are we to know that these were actually issued or given in a timely manner while he was still president of the United States even? So anybody who's interested can go to DOJ's website and read about the Office of the Pardon Attorney and what the procedures are if a law-abiding president chooses to follow the normal procedures right. when somebody applies for a pardon. But you know what? All of that is waivable yeah. by the president. None of it has the force of law. It's a Norman tradition. Exactly. It's a standard operating was procedure. We've already heard Jared testify. I had my nose buried in a pile of pardons. And that's why I didn't pay any attention to the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, who was saying, I'm going to resign if Trump keeps this up. He said he was just whining and it was a distraction because I was busy getting pardons out. This this is pardon gate and this thing is going to stink the high heaven. OK. All right. And so but so there's no way of verifying how, how the validity of these. No, what, what will happen is if Trump says, yeah, I wrote this one on a cocktail napkin, I scrawled this one on an old, on a Snickers wrapper, then you have to go into court and challenge them, and we have to have evidentiary hearings to see if they are legitimate or if they're fraudulent, and then a court will have to decide. That's why we have to get into court on these issues. Yeah. We need precedent. We need law. We need to take maiden legal voyages. Let a federal judge decide whether unrecorded pardons are are a thing are valid and that are hasn't been adjudicated yet accept them right and that hasn't been adjudicated yet as of yet in the entire 250 year history, history of, our country. of our country nope it has not and, and the constitution provides no method for pardons it just says the president can pardon the president shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons except in cases of impeachment so he can't pardon somebody if they have been impeached okay. you can't wipe away right. an impeachment and of course pardons only apply to federal crimes right. not state crimes right. Okay. Right. and I wanted to ask you this was something I got to thinking about yesterday we, they, they talked about with Eastman you know well, what's to stop what, what was stopping Al Gore from doing this in 2000 or what's to stop Kamala Harris from using this same method of overturning the election in 2024 and I worry with what we're seeing right now with these um MAGA candidates getting elected, especially in uh, Secretary of State offices and things like that, that we could be walking into a situation where Harris literally has to make a decision because the Secretary of State has said, hey, no, the vote was corrupt in our state. We're going to have the, the, the whatever state representation, mm -hmm. um, whether it's the House Senate Assemblies, whatever their state um, governance is, decide on who the winner of the election was in our state and send the delegates that we think should be right as opposed to what is reflected in the vote. If that were to happen, what, what, what would Kamala Harris do in that situation? Or what, I, 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 it just makes me wonder where are we at with this? Because I, I feel like they're setting us up for a trap in 2024. She will follow the law, and it's hard to answer the question what what law will apply and what might she have lawful and constitutional authority to do 
if she starts getting literally state certified fake electors mm-hmm. because that's where we had you know th- this is what that was saved us time. we had fake electors submitted this go round but they weren't state certified so it was actually legally and constitutionally speaking an easy call for pence i you know didn't right. seem to be easy for him to make the right call cuz he had to resort to calling dan quayle like dan are you sure i can't do this i mean but he did it and what i what i can tell you is i'm confident kamala harris will follow the law but it depends on what form these elector certificates take what i do believe travis is there will be court battle after court battle after court battle if state secretaries of state begin to literally certify fake electors electors that do not represent the will of the the voters in those states you're going to have court battles i i fear it's going to kind of move us toward a constitutional crisis where the question you just asked what can kamala harris do won't necessarily have a direct ready answer mm-hmm. and and that spells trouble and i think we got some foreshadowing from judge ludig mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. saying look this this was about to plunge us not only into a constitutional crisis but a revolution yeah we 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 played his audio earlier in the show and i i do want to just as we wrap up here Part of the January 6th committee's mandate is to propose legislation. And we talked about this earlier. Is there anything that you can see in the legal realm that they can propose as far as reforming elections or to keep this from happening in the future based on what we've seen so far? And this may not be your area of expertise, but I- it's not my area of expertise. And I try not to pretend to know more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, there are lots of legislative guardrails I think they can erect. But here's the challenge. You know, we have all sorts of law on the books that should have channeled the authority of a bill barr for example and instead he being the chief law enforcement officer of the country who was supposed to faithfully execute the laws of the nation weaponized doj to among other things reward donald trump's criminal associates and punish his perceived enemies so i have never been a proponent of saying more legislation is the be all and end all because aspiring autocrats and the corrupt attorney attorneys general they appoint can always disregard whatever laws are on the books. So this doesn't just take legislation. This takes accountability. It takes indictments. It takes prosecutions. And also takes the will of the American people to make sure that we vote and get out the vote and vote, do these vote, in numbers vote. that they cannot reverse or change or overturn. Too big to rig, too real to steal. Exactly. That's right. Yes, we need that on a bumper sticker. All right. Glenn, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. I know you got up early this morning so you could be with us. Yes. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Chris. I'll see you guys next week. You got it. Thank you so much. All right.